some largemouth fish in another town. You just got too much on your plate to bait and cast a line. You can always put a rain check in his hand till you can't. Hey, Carly, it's Tisa and Katie with Hearts and Hooves, Turquoise and Trauma. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So you and Tisa just got a chance to meet um, a couple minutes ago, but we just want to um, kind of talk about you and your experience with horses. And we just met in person. We've chatted before, but we just met in person earlier this week. I think it was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And you told me some really cool and insightful things about your life and um, I just couldn't wait to have you on the show. I texted Tisa right away. So do you just want to kind of give us a brief introduction of who you are and why you're here? Yeah, my name is Carly. Um, I'm a nursing student at NDSU Bismarck, and I just moved to Bismarck from Northern California. And um, I'm just here to share a little bit about how I've kind of learned how to adapt with a physical disability with riding horses. I know you touched base a little bit and said your first experience on a horse happened to be in North Dakota, but I know you've lived out in California. So how did you tie the horse with helping yourself with your disability? Yeah, so um, I grew up coming out here to North Dakota. I've got lots of family here. And so my first exposure to horses was here. I have family that um, that are team ropers here, um, but I wasn't necessarily the most encouraged in my personal life with horses in California because of my disability. I was kind of always led to believe that I wouldn't be capable of being included in a sport. And so I was in physical therapy and occupational therapy my whole life. And I hit a point when I was around 19, 20 years old where I didn't really feel like the traditional clinical physical therapy was really benefiting me and the goals that I had. And so thankfully I had a lot of friends that had horses and I had a friend that gave me the opportunity of leasing her horse. And she helped me kind of just work on some therapeutic goals I had for myself with horseback riding. And can you tell us what some of those goals are or were at that time? Yeah. So um, my physical disability is called congenital hypotonia and so I have um, really low tone muscles and I can't gain any muscle mass. I can only tone them. And so I struggled a lot with like hip mobility and lumbar spine mobility. I also have scoliosis with a spinal fusion. So that was kind of part of that too. And then my two biggest goals with riding was to have gain more core strength and then gain better balance. Sorry, we were... We were muted. So when I'm kind of going to rewind just a second, um, sometimes, you know, when you went through that uh, period where you thought people didn't think you were good enough to maybe ride or play sports, mm -hmm. we touch a little bit about how the horse actually becomes our friend and is the healer, you know, that kind of journey. Mm -hmm. Do you think when that happened to you, there was kind of a little bit of trauma involved and that you worked your way to the horse because you had that good feeling that you had as a kid when you were around horses, or is there any correlation there that made you say, I'm going to make this work? 
I definitely think there could be. And I personally believe horses to be very grounding animals. So I think naturally when we're around horses and we connect with them, we feel more like spiritually grounded, which definitely could uplift your confidence. And um, I think just connecting with a horse and working with a horse as a team is just super confidence boosting also. So when, after you started, you started leasing your horse, mm-hmm. was it that first ride? I mean, was the first ride tough with a physical disability? And, um, you know, you had a lot of people telling you that it wasn't really possible or tell us about the first ride. So um, I had ridden a couple of times prior to leasing but I always, um, it was always in a very controlled environment and it was kind of just like a little bit of walking here and there. But my first ride on my lease horse was really tough because since I had um, kind of bigger goals and I wanted to use it in a more physically therapeutic way, um, I started actually bareback on a lunge line. Wow. And I really, struggled more with my balance that day than I ever thought I would and so that definitely was a little bit discouraging but the girl that owned the horse that was helping me was extremely um, motivating to me and really encouraging because she knew that was a huge goal that I had and so um, she kept she pushed me to keep riding and keep trying and she was a huge support for me. Carly, even able-bodied riders would be would struggle bareback on a lunge line with no reins. I mean, that you took on a challenge there. Do you think, besides the emotional impact it was making, um, the physical part, even though it was hard, how many did it times did it take to feel right? Like kind of like going and working out, you kind of have to make yourself for a while, then all of a sudden you're kind of in that crave mode. How long did that process take? It definitely took a while and I started really slow. I mean, I feel like sometimes when, especially when people start riding as adults, it's easy to want to get in the mindset of like, well, I want to go fast. I want to run barrels. I want to throw a rope. But like, I tried to really build the foundation. And so there were days where I definitely felt like I was like getting nowhere. But um, I think the first time I loped a horse, which I didn't even start loping until I was probably four or five months in because I just was working on building my seat and building my balance. And I think in the beginning, I was definitely riding a little bit scared. Um, And so the first time I loped my horse, I just remember feeling free. That is so sensible the way you went about it, though, because, you know, sometimes people that end up do rushing something we see that's when maybe the accidents happen or you completely lose your confidence Mm -hmm. because it's you know like you said it was scary you were stepping out of your comfort zone but you went about it really sensibly Mm -hmm. thank you people always ask us that in um in in my line of work and you know I work at TR for heart and soul and they're Mm -hmm. like well, these horses can't hurt, you know, hurt our kids. And I actually never say no, they can't. I'm like, well, horses are, you know, around 1300 pounds and they do have their brain. We go through all the safety measures possible, but 
I'm not going to promise you that you might not get your foot stepped on. Um, there's definitely a lot of boundaries that we work on every day with horses. So, you know, was there ever a moment that you were fearful or, you know, something bad did happen? Maybe you fell off or has it always been roses and rainbows? Uh, definitely not always roses and rainbows for sure. Um, I didn't, I felt like once I bought my own horse, which was about nine months after I started leasing my horse that I own now that I brought to North Dakota, um, came up for sale at the place I was leasing at, at the barn I was leasing at. And I think when I first bought him and I was facing the challenges of connecting with him and working with him as a team, um, that's when I started to face real challenges that there were days where I was like, what am I even doing? Like, what did I get myself into? Um, and it never, I don't want to say it was never under saddle because there, there were definitely a lot of struggles I had under saddle, but with my current horse, I had a lot of struggles on the ground where I felt just super incapable some days because he, um, he didn't have a lot of, um, he was, he's a very quiet and good minded horse, but he had a lot of, um, ground manner issues when I bought him. And it's definitely hard with a physical disability because you can't really use, you know, that physical force to, you know, correct your horse. You really have to work with them and kind of be on the same level mentally to, um, to work as a team. So your communication had to really get clear. Yeah, exactly. So there was, there were days where I would stand in the middle of the round pen and just want to cry, but I just kept working on it. And I definitely think that an important lesson I learned, especially in owning my own horse is to like recognize when you need to ask for help. Um, because I had a point where I was kind of struggling with some respect issues on the ground with him where I was like, didn't know where I was going wrong. And so I had a friend who um, she taught riding lessons and she also did therapeutic riding lessons. And so I was able to really work with her because she understood that there were things that physically I wouldn't be able to do with my horse that maybe another person would use to fix that problem. And so she was able to help me connect with my horse and communicate with him and help him see me as a leader, even though I'm not wasn't physically able to be as um corrective in a physical manner that's really cool thank you so much for sharing that Carly because it's important for people to realize that in every aspect of life whether it's horses relationships wherever you are on your journey there's always triumphs and tribulations and if you want to get to the next level you know like you went from just riding horse occasionally to owning your own horse there's definitely going to be hardships but there's definitely ways to overcome that those absolutely really I want to say like I've trained a, a fair share of horses in my life and been around plenty of trainers and we've as horsemen we've all been there where we're in the round pen sometimes crying and mm -hmm. you have to recognize what what's going wrong here where do I need to reach out right. so I mean, you're, you are not the only one. That's part of the process. I think horses are so challenging. That's what keeps us captivated and, and going. Mm -hmm. um, so with, with this journey and this character building, I think your horse has probably helped you with a lot too, which by the way, what is his name or her name? His name is Sherman. 
Okay, Mr. Sherman, um, mm -hmm. how do you think this journey's helped you come into the nursing field or going to make you, you know, be a better nurse and communicator and brought you out to North Dakota? Um, I definitely think that working with horses, for one, teaches us loads of patience, which is a very important skill to have in nursing as well. Yeah. Um, and I am very blessed that I was able to bring my horse with me to school. I um, had family here, which is the main point of contact I had for North Dakota. And um, nursing school in California is very impacted. So coming out here was a better option for a good, strong education and getting into school. But there's also a lot of opportunity out here with um, with horses as well. So I'm super excited to kind of just learn more about the horse community here and kind of see what North Dakota has to offer. Maybe in the spare time that you don't have, Carly, mm -hmm. you could get your certification to be a therapeutic riding instructor. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would go hand in hand. Yeah. So did your therapist, you know, you kind of said when you were around that age 19, PT and OT, you were kind of hitting a block. Mm -hmm. Did you continue with therapy after you started horses or was there any notice from any of the professionals in your life? So I didn't actually continue therapy because um, I basically um, was hitting a block in therapy because in the traditional physical therapy setting for an individual with a disability like mine, most of the goals are based on kind of activities of daily living and making sure that you're able to be um, to go to a job and to go to school. And so I wasn't really being able to it kind of expand on like personal goals in physical therapy. And so um, that's why my friend who owned the horse that I leased kind of encouraged me to look. I was kind of dabbling into looking into going to like a therapeutic riding center, but unfortunately my insurance wouldn't cover that. And it was very expensive in my area. And so she kind of encouraged me to kind of look into it on my own. And, um, but I think the biggest change I've noticed um, with riding is my core strength. Um, and I think a turning point for me, as silly as it sounds, is I used to never be able to walk upstairs without holding onto a stair rail. And I can do that now. And I was not able to do that until I started riding. That's not silly at all. That's what we <laughs> want to hear. That That is so amazing that the horse helped you with that. Thank you. So amazing. So Katie mentioned that maybe you kind of researched your own exercises that you would do on the horse for core strength and maybe balance. You know, just yeah. as able-bodied riders or anybody that's listening to this and wants to improve, what were some of those exercises or what are your favorites? So um, to work on my core, a lot of the stuff I did was um, I did a lot of barrel work and turning work. And um, I had a, another friend who was a dressage instructor and she was very good at explaining body position. And so there was a day um, that she just stood in the middle of the arena and watched me just walk and trot around a barrel. And she would just kind of yell at me and, and you know, teach me where my body should feel. Because I think naturally with a disability, it's easy to to kind of compensate. And I was like tending to lean in a lot. And um, I, it takes me a lot of mental control to 
almost tell my body where to go. It's not natural for me to like engage my core or engage certain and muscles. So it was really helpful to have somebody as like a second set of eyes kind of seeing what I was doing because it always feels a little bit different than it looks. And so I did a lot of that. And then I also did some like trot pull work and a lot of like um, posting trot work. And that helped a lot with my core strength as well. But even just sitting on a saddle in general, I feel mm-hmm. like helped because you have to rely so much on your core to stay balanced. Well, think about the, all the kids now that are on phones and devices and everything, how, I mean, that's even just throwing them off a little bit. If they would just go get on, a, be able to get on a horse. I mean, we are fortunate, but right. the path is getting paved. I think people are learning that horses are truly healing and strength building. But anyway, I, I hope um, to see you and Sherman ride one day and I don't want to take too much more of your time. Katie might have another question, but. Yeah. um, I just think you're so inspiring and I hope that everyone hears your story because you really took your life into your own hands and horses were such an integral part. Um, I think it's really special and I think you could be motivating for so many people like literally after I talked to you in the driveway that day I had to call Tisa and was like I just met the coolest person oh thank you self-initiative is just that's inspiring you don't just come across that every day to do what you're doing is great where do you think you'd be you know if you if you didn't have your friends if you didn't have Sherman if you didn't have those dressage instructors that therapeutic riding instructor where do you think you'd be without horses I honestly don't even know because of how like instrumental they've been in my life. And all I can do is express gratitude for the opportunities I've had. And I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and in purpose. And so, you know, I don't even know how to think about where I would be without, without my horse because he has, and the people that have helped me in the horse community have boosted my confidence so much and I truly never believed I'd ever be able to compete in a sport but I have gone to mainly like gym cannas and play days and I've done a few time onlys at barrel races nothing like super duper competitive I've done a little bit of ranch versatility showing but I never believed I'd be able to do something like that because I was never able to compete in a sport as a kid and because of my horse it's almost like he's like my wings if that makes any sense, like, and he has provided me an opportunity I never thought I'd have. So I'm just very blessed. I think you're amazing, Carly. The only thing I think you should change in your story is when you said, I've only been to gym cannas or I've only been to little barrel races. Like, dang girl, I've been to those play days. I've been <laughs> to barrel races. Don't minimize it. Yeah. Well, that's definitely where I can improve on my confidence as well then. <laughs> And the beautiful part about people like you, you're making horses' lives better too. That oh, that you. that's pretty special too. I'm sure Sherman and you have a relationship that is unstoppable. Yes, I'm very um very grateful that he's in my life, and I couldn't ask for a better horse. Well, thanks so much, Carly. I might have you down, or you and I will go take a lesson from Tisa on the barrels one day. Yeah, that'd be super fun. Okay ride together have a great day (laughs) see you later see you later bye-bye